Welcome, dear Sojourner, to our little space in the void, unseen fiction. We are attempting to fill the void with speculative fiction from South Asia. It's our eighth episode, and once again, we have two mysterious stories for you. The first is about a know-it-all who needs help, and the other is a story about stories. Between the pandemic and our lives, time is short, and so are our stories. Stay a while and listen. A Study in Kobol Written by Nikhil Mane Narrated by Aruni Rajodhari Entry to the data warehouse was barred by an annoying little capture. Once in, I was directed to the server room in which the crime was committed. My sensors read the surroundings, cataloging, indexing, tagging everything for my friend. Facial recognition, Gregson T. Admin. You came for nothing. We have it figured out said Gregson, aiming for helpful, but landing squarely on smug. The mainframe stood right in the center of the room, wires gushed out of the sabotage's chassis, and cobalt punch cards had been sprayed all around the floor. I didn't need my friend to tell me the cards made a pattern. We ran a scan immediately and decoded the pattern, said Gregson. What does the pattern say, I ask? Rache, German for revenge, or Rachel, said Gregson, departing the stratosphere in a trail of smug. Steganographic coordinates, Rachel, Nevada. Are you sure? My friend doesn't reply, but Gregson does. Of course! And we did it way before the famous consultant even arrived. A red herring as red as Gregson's natural hair color. I congratulate Gregson and depart with my best hangdog look. I am one half of 221B Security Consulting. I see, and my friend, the detective, a multi-trillion neural network run on underground infrastructure, observes, computes, and deduces. My friend can spend days processing an answer. In the past, I took this for sulking. Now I find a coffee shop with Wi-Fi and wait. Gregson, something you are. Badge, something you have. Gregson transmitted something before we arrived. What do they plan? Silence. We have been tracking seemingly random activity for months now. A tongue-in-cheek academic paper from Stonyhurst College about universal basic income. Leaks targeting sordid pasts of the royalty. Brief forays into whipping up 4chan mobs. Data hacks. A web with the professor 
who sits motionless like a spider in the center, aware of each little movement. The professor's network is many-limbed and splendidly organized. This is the organization we are up against. When I am allowed freedom to think, I wonder if this is all just a game for the detective. Don't get me wrong, I know what I signed up for. An interesting life, the chance to be useful, in exchange for a voice in my head. A fixed point in a changing world, as my friend put it. But I feel irrelevant in this game of shadows. My friend has more in common with the professor, an intellectual equal. <laughs> Do generative adversarial networks feel kinship? An answer arrives, sparing me. Overwhelm the mainframes with too many requests. Something we know. The COBOL language helps move $3 trillion daily. The mainframe destruction was a denial of service. A latest casualty in an attack on the foundations of global commerce. Not enough mainframes and the system goes down. Where? Location found. Moriarty, New Mexico. Are you sure? Old habits. You know my methods. I do. I do as I'm told. You are quite invaluable as an agent of my will, my friend. <laughs> my clever, conceited friend. Go at once, Watson. Mrs. Hudson will meet you at the airport. Nikhil's bio reads, short-term cynicism, long-term optimism. Aruni hopes of making androids dream of electric sheep, but for now he is happy to lend his voice to his betters and read some good sci-fi. Stories of Love, Stories of Light by Vijayalakshmi Harish Stories of love, stories of light. Her clear, strong voice rang out like a bell over the cacophony of the market, standing out from the noise. She had been here for hours under the hot sun, yet neither her body nor her spirit showed any sign of flagging. Whenever anyone passed near her, she offered them the roughly bound book she held in her hand, urging them to buy it. Behind her, on a wheelbarrow, were a few other copies of the same book. She had handwritten each of them, weaving in much more than the stories themselves. A faint aroma of sage and lavender clung to the pages, and when one touched them, the scent found a home in their fingertips too. She hadn't sold a single copy yet. She wore the clothes they wore. The color of her skin too marked her as other. Her tongue was thick with the accent of their language. All day the whispers had been gathering around her and the whisperers didn't bother to hide their contempt. Suspicion lazed the gaze she was seen with and as far as the cramped space allowed, people walked around her. They were determined to not see her, to not hear her. The few kind ones who met her gaze or threw her a hurried smile also didn't dare to linger. That, however, only made her more determined. She opened the book in her hand and began to read. 
The story was about love, about the falseness and futility of boundaries and hate. It spoke of a world where there was no us and them. She had hardly read a paragraph when the stone came whistling and struck her just above her right eyebrow. Before she could even scream out in pain, others followed. They pushed her to the ground so that her face was cut up by the sharp pebbles and her blood flowed freely. Even breathing was painful. They cursed her with words that dripped venom. Those who screamed for the violence to stop and who tried to put their bodies in the way were dragged away. They drove her out outside the market, outside the city gates, outside their hearts. Then they went for her books. They toppled the wheelbarrow, cheering wildly. They ripped the pages and threw them to the ground. They stamped and spit on them, an acidic rage that seemed to only make them angrier the more they indulged in it. From where her blood had spilled on the uneven ground, a thin line snaked towards the bonfire, its redness deeper and more potent than the redness of the setting sun. The mob dispersed. The bonfire raged, and her words became ash. The breeze lifted that ash and ran with it into every home. As the people slept, they breathed the ash in, and the stories they had rejected entered them anyway, each particle both a sliver of dissent and a seed of love. Vijayalakshmi's bio reads, Sometimes a butterfly and sometimes a dragon, Vijayalakshmi Harish is a writer who believes in the magic of the written word. Approximately twice a month, we bring you speculative fiction crafted in South Asia. We hope you enjoyed these stories. The soundtrack for this week is Escape by Scott Holmes Music. The link to their album can be found on our newsletter. Follow us on Twitter at UnseenFic for updates. We are accepting stories. Please email us at unseenfic at gmail. Email us also if you'd like to get in touch about collaboration, narration, sponsorship or feedback. Until next time.